0: It's not hard to imagine that over the course of an 18-year career, there will be a few bad days along the way. Days when everything goes to absolute shit and there is no way to get out of it. Today, I'm going to tell you about one of those days. I'm Chef Ben, this is Food and 5, and this is the story of the worst night of my career and how it's Elton John's fault. The year was 2008, the day was Friday, September 26th. I was 23 years old and working in a small, upscale restaurant and bar in downtown Halifax, as sous chef. By that point, I'd been cooking professionally for eight years, but had only really been doing higher-end food for a year or so. On the surface of it, this Friday seemed like any other in the restaurant industry. But below that common facade, there was trouble brewing. In the center of downtown Halifax, there is an arena that used to be called the Metro Center. As a little aside, no matter how much money a bank pays to change the name, it will always be the Metro Center. Anyway, any night that there is an event at the Metro Center, every restaurant in downtown CORE gets smashed. This was true in 2008, just as it is today. Now, when I say smashed, I mean a couple hundred people all coming in all at the same time, wanting their food at the same time, and wanting to leave at the same time. It sucks. But it's something that every restaurant and restaurant staff member and dad in Denton Halifax is very used to. On this particular Friday, there was an event at the Metro Center, so we knew it was going to be extra busy for a few hours, and then everything would kind of get back to normal. At least that's what we thought. There were four of us in the small galley kitchen tucked in the back corner of the restaurant. At the very end of the kitchen was a convection oven opposite the cold line where salads and appetizers came from. Next to the convection oven was a deep fryer, which then led to a bank of six induction burners, burners Excuse me, which were, uh, which were under which were two fridges with pull-out drawers. There was a chest freezer between the cold line and the hot line, which was opposite the induction burners. We call it the hot line because it's where most of the hot food comes from. And then at the end of the hot line was another chest freezer. At the end of the induction burners, was a garbage can and then a stainless steel shelf where we put the food when it was done for the servers to pick up. Other than that, there was the dish pit, and that was the whole kitchen. The restaurant sat about 100 people, so we fed everybody onto that small space. For most of this particular restaurant's life, it served only tapas-style food. Small plates meant for sharing. But not long before this Friday, the menu changed to include some full meals. Larger plates that take longer to make and that we were all unfamiliar with. It didn't matter to any of us, we were professionals and we were ready. We'd spent most of the day prepping for the next five or six hours, and so far as we were concerned, we were good to go. In most professional kitchens, there is a printer that prints off tickets or chits that contain the orders the servers punched into the computer. The printer makes a very specific sound that is high-pitched and annoying, and every time it goes off, it means it's time to get down to business. So essentially, the printer is in charge. It speaks, you work. It is not uncommon for cooks to hear the printer when they're asleep, when they're on the bus, in the grocery store, wherever. It has a tendency to haunt people. Now the night this Friday night started like most other busy Friday nights. Around 4.30, the printer started to print a slow trickle of tickets. The mood in the kitchen was jovial and happy, but then there started being less and less time between the tickets being printed. Before too long, there was no space at all, and with every chit that printed, the printer screamed for us to move faster and faster. In moments, the board that we put all the chits on while we were working on them was totally full. We call this a whiteout, and it was this way for hours and hours. The printer, which was on the shelf about five feet up off the ground, had a stream of chits that touched the floor all night. Now, any details I give you beyond this would be completely fabricated, because honestly, I have no idea what happened that night. I know that when it was all said and done, no one said a word. Everyone just kind of stopped and looked at the mess we had made. The floors were up to our shins with garbage, the oil in the fryers had turned black. There were frying pans and tongs and inserts everywhere. We were pretty much completely out of food. All of us were soaked through with sweat, and some customers had even gotten up to leave because they had waited so long for food throughout the night. I remember feeling terrible, like I had failed, like we had all failed. Now, as a professional cook, you pretty much have one job. You get the best quality food that you can to the customer in the shortest amount of time possible. Everything you do as a cook is to help you to achieve that goal. And When you fail, it's painful. When one person gets up to leave, let alone dozens, because the food took too long or it wasn't good enough, it hurts you on a deeply personal level. For a lot of us, being a professional cook or a chef is not a job, it is our lives. Cooking is a large part of our, our of our identities, it's who and what we are. And so when you fail, it's like you as a person are a failure, and it absolutely sucks. And so I remember that feeling very clearly. For a long time, I thought that it was only myself and the people I worked with who had had this terrible experience. Then over the years talking to different cooks I learned that the first two nights the first of two nights that Elton John played in Halifax in September 2008 was a terrible night for almost the entire restaurant industry in downtown. Everybody got slammed beyond what they expected and a lot of cooks hold that night in their minds as one of the worst in their careers, myself included. Elton John played again the next night. We were more prepared, it went better, but not great. And since that day, I have never intentionally played Elton John in any kitchen I have ever worked in, and I probably never will. Keep this story in mind the next time you go to a concert or a show and you decide to go to a restaurant near the venue to grab a bite to eat before. Your food might take a bit of time to get to you, but as shitty as that is for you, I guarantee that it is way worse for the cooks trying to get that food to you in time. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5, brought to you by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at ChefBenKelly and on Facebook at BenKellyCooks. You can like and subscribe to this podcast. You could even rate and comment on it. You could tell your friends about it if you wanted to. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. I hope that you have a fantastic Friday and an even more fantastic weekend. And I'll be back on Monday with another fantastic episode of Food in 5.